Welcome back, my friends, to another fantastic episode of Best Hour of Their Day. The CrossFit Games have come and gone. Whatever you want to think about them, you know, you can listen to the show from last week about judging at the CrossFit Games, where I give a lot of my opinions and also talk about what happens kind of behind the scenes from a judge's perspective, where both Fern and I judge every year. But what was really cool is you kind of make these relationships along the way. So today's guest, Logan Collins, he's a multi-year games athlete, but he's kind of flown a little bit under the radar. He's been in the top 20 for the last three years. And to be quite honest, he was someone that I wasn't aware of. I recognized him, knew who he was, but I got his card and we're going to talk all about this in the episode. But, you know, the way it works is we're standing in the back we get handed an athlete card, and that's where we find out who we're going to judge for that heat. So the couple rules that go into that, we have the good old friends and worst enemy rule. And that just basically means, hey, if you're friends with someone or you really hate someone, you probably shouldn't be judging them. And, you know, we all have some relationships. I can't think of anyone that I hate, but we all have relationships. And there's a handful of games athletes that in the past, especially, I didn't feel comfortable judging because they were my friends. But in this particular event, I get handed my card. It says Logan Collins. The event coming up is Mary. And there's about to be a cut at the top 20. And Logan is sitting in 21st place. So I'm like, oh, man. Like I talk about in the judging episode, being a judge at the CrossFit Games, you don't want attention. You don't want the spotlight. And in my mind, I'm like, this dude's about to go nuts because he wants to make the cut. You know, but I had no reason not to take him on, and I get out there, and, you know, the rest is history, and we're going to talk all about it, but after that event, you know, we we get talking, and we've, we've connected a few times via social media, we talk about that in the show, and I asked him to come on the show, and we talk all about it, we talk about what it's like to handle a judge at the CrossFit Games, and, and some cool things about Logan that I didn't know, I mean, he runs his affiliate, CrossFit Rejoice, but he's basically a one-man show there. He does it all. He doesn't even have a coach for the CrossFit Games, just a buddy that he likes to train with. And it's it's really eye-opening. I think a lot of us look at the Games athletes like they're just making money and they've got everything handed to them, sponsorships and this and that. And the truth is, you know, yeah, sure, the top guys do and maybe a few other outliers, but the rest of the guys and gals are just grinding through it, working hard and doing their best to to be as fit as humanly possible. And, you know, and they certainly are that. So we're going to talk all about that in this interview with Logan. It was a lot of fun. Took us a little bit to get the connection down and there's a little bit of choppiness in the beginning, but once we get through that, it's smooth sailing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Logan Collins. And if you're listening to this, uh, the day it comes out, just so you know that pre-sale for Watt on the Waves ends today. You can use the code Best Hour. It's Best Hour at Watt on the Waves. I highly recommend you guys check it out. Like we've discussed, Fern and I are going to be doing some great things. We're going to be running some coaches development stuff on board. We're going to be recording some episodes of the podcast. There's some other phenomenal coaches. The Power Monkey Crew is going to be there. Chris Hinshaw is going to be there. And of course, some of the best athletes in the world, Rich Froning. Vellner, Carrie Pierce, so many cool athletes. It's it's an amazing experience. You get to work out, you get to hang out, you get to party, you get to dance. There's a toga party at the end. I highly recommend checking it out. If you've never been on a cruise before, you can eat as much food as you want. You can eat as little food as you want. I tell you, last year, Roz and I went and it was nice. You got all these fruits and veggies just prepared for you. You got lean meats. It's a, it's a great way to eat eat well, train hard, and relax. So check that out and use the code BESTHOUR. All right, enough rambling. Here we go. My interview with Logan Collins. Here's my first question for you. Who is your favorite CrossFit judge and why is it me? <laughs> hey, you probably gave me the most help through the workout. So yeah, I'd say it would, it would be you. You know, I, I, you know, I, I want so I want to start this whole conversation about that because I don't think I've ever heard someone, a, a games athlete, talk about the interactions with the judge and how you real how you guys really see us. Yeah. So, 
you know, for those that don't know, I, I judged you during Mary, that infamous, there's a picture on your Instagram, Logan Collins three, where I didn't notice you had a cramp. I thought you tore something to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what, what do you guys talk about? What do you guys think about what's that? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Okay. I, I had it switched over to this uh, different Wi-Fi. I'm sorry about that. I switched it back to the good one. So it kept on breaking up, but uh, you were saying that just kind of the interaction between the judge athlete and the cramp. What do you guys, what do you guys think about the judges at the CrossFit games or, or really any competition do you, that you go to? Is there, is it just like, Hey, I got to do this workout and these guys are watching. Is it different at the CrossFit games? I don't know if you, I don't even know if the athletes realize like anyone that's judging the individuals is a pretty high level coach. Yes. Yeah. What do you you guys think about going out there? Um, I think it it really depends on it's person to person because I I already am under the understanding that um, or under the influence that you guys are high, higher level than me. Y'all know a lot more about movement um, than I would. Right. So I know that y'all are more, I don't know what the, is it seminar staff? Is that what? Just about actually this year, all 20 of us that were judging you guys, with the exception of there was only 20, there was 20 after the second cut event. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The okay. first and second cut, we brought on some volunteers that were from the games. I'm sorry, from the team division. And then from that moment on, the 20 of us judged you the entire way through. They even made cuts with the judges. <laughs> well, savage. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that is, you know, there was definitely a look of sadness when we went from yeah. like 150 on that first event, and Boz was like, "Thank you, guys. You're no longer needed." Oh, you know, they're excited. You know, we have a great time judging. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but it's a job, and we're there yeah. to do it. Where a lot of those people are volunteering to be around athletes, and because they love sure. CrossFit, so they were definitely disappointed. But yeah. Yeah, from the from basically Friday on, it was the twenty of us. We judged you the entire way through. Yep. Um, to answer your question, I think it, it's different from I think level to level. So with regionals, it's kind of like there's a big stressor. Is okay. How's my judge going to be? Am I going to need to communicate? Is he going to communicate with me or he or she? Um, that the regionals is a little bit more stressful. I think when it comes to like judging at the games, you really don't know. I mean, there's so much going on with the crowd and all these things around you that it's tough to um, kind of stay in communication with your judge. And, and you really sometimes don't even know where they're at. Like I kind of, I saw you almost the whole time, which was awesome. Like that's why you and I, I think we're, we're on the same page and even uh, God, what's that uh, gentleman's name that he's a ta- um, He was head judge. Uh, I think Bosman was on the left. The other Jason McDonald, Jason McDonald. Yeah. He came over once and we were all just kind of in good communication with, um, with a few of the, the no reps and, and stuff like that. But, um, I just, honestly, I've, I am at the point, I think my rookie season, I got no rep, um, quite a bit one time and, you know, just about had it out with like just you know letting my attitude get poor letting like I'm questioning I'm like what do you mean you know and stuff like this and I'm like and after that year one I'm like okay like you kind of grow up a little bit and you're just kind of like all right what's he looking for? he or she looking for what do I need to do you know because you know you guys are seeing it from a different angle than than we are right so um, and we're not judged on a daily basis on any of our movements so I think that's a that's a big thing for me at least but um yeah, that's that's about it. So I want to ask you on a personal level, what's one thing? So I, during Mary, what's one thing that I did well as a judge, and what's one thing you think I did poorly at? Um, I mean, well, I think it was awesome because we talked like a little bit. You know, it's it's tough if you, if you get no reps or something. I think I had two no reps. One was because I couldn't straighten my leg out on the handstand push up. That's the one I remember, and there was another one where um, it might have been a pistol or something. I don't know what it was, but I didn't have that many no reps. So, but anytime that I was sneaking up, maybe on, on my uh, pull-ups, I kept hearing you say, hey, chin on the last one. And I guess I was shortening off on that 15th one. I was shortening off and trying to, trying to. Um, I was getting to that, like, that point where it wasn't quite getting, 
it was getting over, but I was getting close to not getting over. Yes, so that was the butterflies. It's when you start to arch. Yeah. You know, you, you just kind of lose that that distance to the bar. Sure. Yeah. I saw so that more that was, with the women. Yeah, that was something that I thought you did really well was the communication part of it. It wasn't like just a, a steady stream of no reps, but it was a, it was, hey, you're doing this, watch it, or I'm gonna no rep you kind of thing, which was which was nice. So um I've been I've had judges before that uh, didn't ever tell me what I was doing. And I think it's just because they're trying to keep count and they're trying, they have a lot of things to do as well, more than I do. I'm just working out and y'all are keeping track of numbers, rep movement and stuff. So it's, it's a tough job, I'm sure. But I've had some judges that don't talk to me and I'm like, Hey, and I'm dying. I'm like, trying not to waste my breath talking. And so that was something that I liked with you. I didn't have to really ask you, Hey, what, what am I doing? What are you asking for? You, you were letting me know, especially when it came to like those, even the, even in the, um, I guess the level one level, two, I'm a level two, but talking about like the, uh, verbal cues, like one, one word cues are very, um, important. And I think they're important to athletes as well. Cause it's not like you have to pull me to the side and be like, Hey, this is what you're doing. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going for time right now. You know, it's not like, you know, but you saying, Hey, watch your chin or something quick like that was very helpful. So, yeah, I think there's a bit of a misconception out there where we're not out there and, and Boz repeats it over the course of the week. Like we're making sure you guys can demonstrate work capacity. We're yeah. not trying to take reps away. And we say it all the time, like a tie goes to the runner. We want, if, if, if we think you're doing it, we'll give it to you. So I'm certainly, I mean, that was a lot of reps and um, yeah. it, was, it was fun. I, when we were backstage, we get handed the cards. I mean, I didn't know who you were, but I knew you were in 21st place. And I was like, oh shit, I don't want to be judging this guy right now. I, knew, <laughs> I just knew you were going to come out. Like I didn't know whoever it was, I knew it was going to come out hot. Yeah. And you So you, you came in at 21st. Where did you wind up after Mary? I was in 13th. So you jumped up eight spots. Yeah, that was a... That was a big one. Um, it sh- I, I, I wish I could have gotten a lot of those workouts back, but, and Mary being one of them as well. Um, you would have done better. I mean, Mary should have been one more. I should have probably had one more round because I, my, my goal was to pace it to the round of 15. And as soon as I moved to, to, to pick up the speed and to pick up my pace to like go finish strong for the last, whatever, five minutes or no, not five minutes, 10 minutes. Right, so it was like pace the first 10 minutes and then kind of lose my mind the last, but I don't know what it was. I, I, I mean, I know what it was. It was the, the ruck and stuff that, that day ankles were a little bit tight. Quads were tight. And my quad started to, my, I actually started at my quad, my quad started to get a little bit, a little bit sore and uh, kind of just felt like they were about to cramp up. So I pulled back a little bit. And as soon as I hit round 15, I was like, okay, I feel good. So let's go ahead and just take a nice little breather here and then get it cranked up a little bit. So, and then that's, that's the, the round that it, it cramped on was the round 16. So I had to like, it was either keep pushing as hard as I possibly could or try to get a little bit of rest and just try to like manage. And I tried to push as hard as I could, but I also thought that the minimum work requirement for that workout was some something in my head was saying that if I were to have stopped, like the medical would have came out that I would have had, I would have been DQ'd. So I was like that. I don't know why that was in my head. I'm I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have happened, but um, that was just something that was lingering. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to keep going. And then hopefully this thing goes away. And then thankfully it went away on that next round. And then it came back for a second and then it, it went back. That's why I, I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was like, I won a full round and then jumped up on the handstand pushups. And I was doing strict the whole time, but, um, my knee was, would not lock out cause my calf was cramped up. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to bend my knee, my one knee, and then try to just do handstand put. And you're like, Nope, can't do that. I was like, I can't straighten my leg, man. <laughs> I didn't, you know what? I didn't even realize it. Like you said, I didn't, yeah. I didn't it wasn't on the wall. Does it, okay, so you finished Mary. Is yep. any part of you like, hey, maybe I need to get better mobility and flexibility in my ankles? You know, I've I've worked on ankle mobility for a very very long time since since I've since I've started doing this, and 
believe it or not, it's actually gotten better. Number one, that was good. Can't really tell, (laughs) but it has gotten a little bit better. And, uh, but it's something that I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's just anatomically the way I, the way I am, but I can, I can squat on my heels, back squat or front squat. But if I don't know, I don't know. So it's just something that it's the, it is what it is. And I have to do it on my toe and my calf is just continuously flexed the whole time. You know, people, I went back after I judged four straight heats and I think you were my first. And I was like, that guy, I was like, Logan comes out and he's like, can I do these on my toes? And it caught me off guard. Cause I was like, yeah. I was like, can he, like, I don't see why not, but you know, as long, and I think I said, as long as your hip goes below your knee. Yeah. But it, but it I would just bounce off my butt off my calf and I would pop back up. <laughs> now I thought out of all the workouts, Cause I've done Mary and I think my best ever is like 16 or 17 rounds. And that's good. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, I'm almost, you know, games yeah. level. And, um, but I was smashed. I mean, I had, I had rhabdo in my arms for sure. Just cause I've tried to stay unbroken. Mm-hmm. That was that the worst workout of the weekend. No, no, no. That was, that was pretty straightforward. I wish, I wish it would have been the worst workout of the weekend. I wish I could have, could have gone to that, that, that point in it, but I just had to get, I was pulled back a little bit. Um, the worst workout of the weekend was the, uh, that sled push bar muscle up one. Just for the, the short duration. The ruck, the ruck was terrible. Cause I've, I've truly never, I've never rucked before. And that's what cost me the uh, top 10 was the ruck. And so, um, the ruck I took 44th in did and I thought, I thought I was back? flying. Sir. Did you, did you, um, tear up your lower back? Like everybody yeah. else. Yeah, I mean, I taped it because uh, my buddy Travis Williams, he he had been rucked, but he rucked before, and he said, "Hey, tape your lower back." So I went into a rusty, got taped up, but as soon as I took my shirt off, I had a a hole in the tape where it had just rubbed, and I think it just just now healed, but I still I have a bit, good scab there. But how was that shower? Hurt. <laughs> yeah. My ankles were blissed up too, and the bottoms of my feet. So everything pretty much hurt on on that shower. But so, um, despite all that, the sled was still the worst. Yeah, sled was so controversial. Post of uh, Dave Castro, he put out a post, and it was like talking about the sleds being different, and um, or the sleds not being different in each lane, right? So, I mean, I train a lot of sleds, like a lot of sleds three times a week. Cause I'm not good at them and I want to be good at them. So, um, the, that middle lane, I don't know what, there was three middle lanes, but there was three of us sitting there and it was, uh, young Kosky, myself. And, um, there was another guy that he's, he's pretty good, but we took off on our sleds and I could, I could just about see the, the turf rolling over the front of my sled. Like as I'm pushing, it's like digging in, so it's not, there's no real like sliding part of it. So when I hit it, it went straight up, up and over. Like, I was like, oh no. Cause I thought it was just going to be a very light sled. Cause it was turf. It was a sled, like things move on turf. So, um, but as soon as I got down there, I was fine. Did my 18 bar muscle ups. I came back and I never push a sled with like straight arms. And sure enough, within the first 10 to 15 yards, I was the third one back to the sled. I started pushing it. And the entire field almost passed me by the time I got back because I was moving so – and I had my arms straight. Me and uh, Koski were both just straight arms moving at snail speed with this thing. And it was – and then people are blowing by me. And, like, I'm not even talking about, like, bigger guys. Like, there's there's people blowing, like, sprinting with this sled. And I'm like, No. It's not right. And then I couldn't even walk after that for another probably 20 minutes. I was late. I tried to get in the ice bath after walk back, tried to walk back um, and went to go get in the ice bath. I took my, my pants down to my sliders and they were like around my ankles and I just like fell over and then just laid in between the ice baths for another five or 10 minutes. And then I finally mustered up enough energy to get up and, roll into the back. I was the only one there too. Like there was nobody around me. So, but yeah, that was the worst one for me. So you think maybe in, in fairness, I was probably, I was very far to one lane and I don't remember, I had the German guy 
uh, Win. I think his name was Winthrop, and he okay. Yeah, he basically flipped his sled as well, but then he was able to move it. I didn't see what was going on in the middle though. Sure. But what would you say? Maybe you, you think maybe the heat or something affected the middle lanes. I don't know, but I mean, I do. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. Like, I just know that that sled was. I watched the video of it because I was like, dude, there's no way. Right, like, I'm not. I'm I'm not an excuse guy either. Like, I'm like, I give credit where credits due, but I'm like, I was so excited to hit that sled and sprint it back to the finish line. And as soon as I did, like, I had my hands very very low, body was high, and I had my my back like pretty much rounded, like you sprint with sleds. Honestly, you don't. I mean, I, I had them bent slightly, but. It just threw me off a little bit, and he put out that post, and it was like, yeah, you know, this, this. I'm like, I would love to see, like, each lane tested, you know, because I think that would have brought a lot of stuff, and I'd love to, you know, jump in there and test it for you because it would have been a lot different, but that's that's in the past anyway. But that that is the reason why it was my worst event. It, it felt the worst is because I was borderline a one-rep max for that 172 feet of a sled push, and I, I, I went like, I tried to, I went unbroken, but I did not want to, I wanted to drop every like 10 feet and just re-hit it. But yeah, that was, that was the reason. It wouldn't have been that bad if I was, if I was able to push it a little bit faster. So, so even though that might've been the most painful workout at the time, which one was the hardest to recover from? Um, what do we have? I mean, it's, I mean, it's probably go with the ruck. The ruck is just, it that was just nasty. nasty. Yeah, it was just nasty because A, I'd never trained for it. And then B, I was getting mentally destroyed by these chicks passing me. And I'm not kidding. Like they all, I, afterwards I, I said that, I think Tia, I was like, you girls are like absolute animals because I was running, running. And it, it was like, I had a game plan. I was like, all right, I'm going to run a 640 on the first one, the first loop. And then I was going to deteriorate, you know, maybe 20 seconds off the end. And I talked to Chandler Smith because he had run before I tried to pick his brain a little bit. And that was going to be his, his strategy. And I was like, well, he's going to probably be at the front of the group. So if I hold the front at the beginning, everybody's going to deteriorate a little bit. So I'll, I'll just, I'll be able to at least see the front and three, two, one go. It was like, I don't know if you've ever heard about the uh, swim starts at the games when we start with the girls. Yeah, yeah. It gets nasty. I and saw like the girls know. are the worst. Like the girls like play no games when it comes to that. And they're they are um they're I mean insane because that they just they would cut you off, they'd push me. And I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I'm still like I'm fresh for the first hundred yards. I'm I'm still fresh, I'm still thinking correctly. If it was like lap four, I might push somebody or something like that, but it wasn't that kid, but girls were cutting me off pushing um i tried to like grab a backpack just to hold on to it while and let me like get pulled through but we ended up getting pushed to the end so it was myself and somebody else and it was a little bit of a bottleneck there so i lost the front pack so i was like okay i'm just gonna run my speed so it was me and ben smith and uh i looked at my watch we were running a 640 and i was like okay we're on you know good pace second lap comes and i was like eight minutes, eight minute pace. And I was like, okay, this one's hitting me hard. Like I just couldn't run. Felt like my ankles were going to explode. And, uh, there was a, an absolute devil hill right as you exit the stadium that like, it was a very steep uphill. And every time I ran up it, I just, my heart rate went through the roof. And then it took me about a hundred yards to recover from it a little bit. But yeah, the ruck definitely for my lower body was, it was, it was a good workout. Would you rather do that again or the marathon row? That again, hundred percent. The ruck. The ruck. Yeah. Really? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So what goes through your mind on both of those when you're just in a long, you know, so we got a lot of listeners that do CrossFit, obviously. Mm -hmm. What, what, what goes through someone at your level's mind when you're just in such a terrible place? Um, I just try to like, think about in the marathon row. That's another funny story, but I don't know. I just kind of zone out. I try not to think about it. They had that leaderboard at the marathon where you could see who was where. And I was, 
I couldn't even focus on that because I didn't even care because a, I'm not a good rower. I'm a little bit on the shorter side. Not, I'm not just the greatest rower um, as far as like how I'm set up. I feel like I could row really fast if it was a 2K. 2K or under, I'd be in good shape. But anything outside of that, I'm I'm pretty much already booked up for, okay, we'll see, you know, how I'm feeling within the first hour. But I'm definitely not going to go out. And what I told myself is I'm not going to win this event. So let's just try to do some damage control on it. So honestly, it was just, I wasn't even that sore or beat up from the marathon row. Believe it or not, it was I wasn't having like body twitches and like some people did, which some people went a lot harder than me too. So they probably had a little bit more output there. Um, did you, did you pee on the rower? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so it many looked people. Like, it looked yeah. like it, but they so did. Oh, like, yeah. You didn't hear about that. No, I did not hear about that. I was So for us, we rotated one hour shifts and I was on the last, last shift. Yeah, that was awful to watch too. You guys leave and then, it was terrible. And, um, it was terrible for us. And the, the last shift. So Boz is like, good news guys. You know, they all finish. You get, you're done early. Uh, there's pee everywhere. We have to clean that up. Oh no. Um, so what was the funny story though about the rower? Um, well, so I told my parents cause I knew it was going to be about three hours. And so I had, man, I had a big crew that year. That was 17. That was 17. Yeah. That was 17. Uh, Yeah. What do we No, That was 18, 18. Oh, okay. 18. So I had a pretty good size uh, support crew there. And I told him, I was like, Hey, the row starts at whatever this time I would give it like two hours and then come cheer me on for the last hour or something. Well, that was mainly for the fact, cause my mother is notorious for yelling at me. And when people yell at me during workouts, I don't like it. So I'm like, Hey, just kind of like, <laughs> Hey, I'm hurting. Just let me, let me be for a little bit. But so they end up coming in and I was like 10 K like I'm talking like 40 minutes in 45 minutes in and I'm like, Oh no. So my wife um, who I was engaged with at the time and my mom come down with ice creams. Right. So they're sitting right in front of me. Cause I'm on the front row eating ice cream, eating ice cream. And then my dad comes down with a, I think it was like a, a beer or a Coors Light or something like that. And I was like, oh no, this is going to be a long time. And then the first thing my mom does is she like starts screaming for me. It's like screaming her head off. And I'm trying to stay like cool, you know, calm. I'm already 10 K in this thing. And there's the end is not even in sight yet. So, but yeah, the, the, uh, and then I asked Matt, I was, I was on, um, Matt Chan helped me with my nutrition that year a little bit. So I knew he had done the half marathon row. So I reached out to him seriously, probably like 20 minutes before we started. And I was like, Hey, and he kind of like, you know, game plan, which he's like an aerobic monster. I feel yeah, like especially recently he's trained in for these long, crazy. I actually just saw that today. Yeah. Yeah. So that biking thing, but I said, Hey, well, how would you attack this? Um, knowing that, you know, we didn't have anything for times. So honestly, I feel like that, the half marathon would probably be worse if they put a 2k was it a 2k yeah they, they had two events basically in there 2K, 2k at the beginning and then the remainder and i'm pretty sure kalipa won both yeah. of those yeah he did but i'm like if you had to race for 2k it would have just been that would have been pretty bad i think the marathon row is obviously worse because it's longer but racing yeah. if they had to put something in the, like a 5k at the beginning of the marathon for time i mean i'd have probably sold my soul for the 5k and then just continued to die. But anyway, so I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, can I have some advice on how I should attack this? And I think he said row at a 205, 205 pace average at the top of every minute or two minutes, give it five hard pulls. So I'm like, deal. Like that keeps my mind. And I was like, like all good to go. I did that for like, I don't know, like 20 minutes and my heart rate was so high. I was like, there's just, there's no way. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like very anaerobic. I was not in an aerobic state at that point. I was very, very anaerobic. And I was like almost about to get up at the 20 minute mark. Nobody had gotten up yet. So it was like a, it's like a mental thing. Once one person gets up, everybody started getting up. And so I don't know who the first one was, but I saw the first person get up or I heard on the announcement and I gave it another like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. 
And I was like, I have to have to get up. But I was a I was a wuss. I wussed out and had to stand up. But well, I thought from our perspective as judges, it was funny because you guys came out with like picnic baskets. Yeah. Food like you were gonna be out there for two days. Yeah. You know, you had a couple of goos, most of you, like a couple things, and then you just rode at a steady yep. pace. Yeah, I know uh there was a picture I didn't even see. I saw it recently was of uh Esslinger with a fruit plate. He had like fruit on a plate or something that he was and he won the row. So it was like that's that's pretty funny. And then for your story, it's funny because it's kind of like the person at a box, like we train at a box and you're in the middle of say a 20 minute AMRAP and one of the members comes in and starts screaming at you two minutes in and yeah. like, calm down. Yeah. I got 18 more minutes to go. Yeah, pump the brakes, but three hours. So talk <laughs> about the one controversial thing this year at the games. What was your opinion on the ruck with Frazier? I think that was too. I think that was that penalty was a little bit harsh. You thought it was hard. All right. So why why do you you know? And I think because I tried I, to look. I tried to look at it from his perspective. Like people are jumping down his throat, and I'm like, he might not. You know, you got 50 pounds on your back. You might not even realize 10 fell out. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it until after he he it looked like he got a call because I was sitting next to him and he 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 got a call and he was like, uh, they're giving me a penalty for and I wasn't even close to that them I was like a minute behind there two minutes behind so I didn't see the bag come out or anything I did see the video of it but it was at like the last turn you know if it was like at the first turn of the first the last lap I get it minute sure but I think that it was all he got all the way around and then coming almost getting back into the stadium it flew out of his yeah it was very very close close to the stadium yeah, and it doesn't. I mean, fifty pounds, forty pounds, it, it thirty pounds. It really, you really couldn't tell that big of a difference, honestly. And or you couldn't just sit there and want to run that much faster. And, but I don't know. That was that was something that I saw a lot of uh, hate uh, go his way. Which I mean, obviously he he's the, he's the champ for, and so he's going to get some lash on the legitimacy. But no, I think that. I think it it shouldn't have been that much of a penalty, honestly. So if you could put yourself in his shoes in that moment, what would you have done? Uh, If I knew it, I don't think he didn't know it came out though. So you, okay. So that's, you don't think he realized it came out? No. You know, and and I, and I tend to agree with that. I think he thought something happened behind him. Yeah. You know, people like he saw it. I was like, it's, you know, I saw what the sandbags look like up close. They're yeah. small. It could be like anything on the side of the road. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. And again, I don't know what what he thinks. But I mean, I kind of get everybody's character at this level is not wanting to cheat the system. Any you got eyes on you, no matter where you go. It's not like you're gonna like. Uh, oh, nobody's gonna find out that a sandbag fell out of his bag. But the crazy part was is whenever we hit, uh, everybody hit the finish line, um, everybody dropped their bags. Right. And so there was no, that's your bag. That's my bag that there was no way. So it was like, whenever, um, I don't know his name, but he called me over. He said, Hey, grab your bag. I had been like dying on the ground for five minutes. And I was like, well, I don't know which one. So I went up to, uh, somebody, I think it was Scott, like he had three bags around him. And I was like, uh, which one is which I don't know. So I just grabbed one, but yeah, so yeah, I was Matt ended up, yeah, Matt ended up grabbing one that had the right, the correct amount of bags in it. Right, I, because I was, it was one just of one around him. Counting. Yeah. yeah, we were we were opening all of your bags and counting for three bags because the twenty pounds was already in there. Yeah, I believe it was Cole Sager who had the bag with two. Oh, okay. So he's sitting over to the side, and I didn't realize what had happened. And you know, later on, we just knew by the end one bag was one bag short. Short. Until we saw that video, yep. we didn't realize it. So you've got, I believe you went from 15th, 11th, 13th now. What's it going to take to be in the top 10? I wish I could just say another day because those events at the end were really nice for me. Um, Were you disappointed? I was very disappointed in that. And I actually told my buddy that went with me because I don't have a coach or anything. I just, I got a a buddy that comes up with me and he helps me out do, uh, you know, shakes and, 
helps me out even game planning some stuff because I work out work out with him on a, a daily basis. But um, I told him after I was like, "Hey, don't tell me any of the workouts. Like I'm I, I don't want to know. It's just going to make me mad." But at the beginning of the weekend, I was like, "Man, I wonder when we're going to lift." Like because I that's been my the two biggest things I've worked on this year is my swimming and my lifting because I've always been a smaller guy. Weigh at 168 pounds set 170 pounds at the games at the last two years so 17 18 i weighed about let 17 was less than 170 got about 172 last year and then this year i was 185 so i was about 15 pounds heavier this year and i i put on that weight so i could because like you can the thing with the crossfit games you can people always talk about specialists this specialists that like the crossfit games reward specialists um very much. So why wouldn't you try to take on a little bit more of a specialty role? I would say. Um, so like muscle ups, like, you know, I won the muscle ups in 2018, you know, I won the, the uh, Fibonacci in 17 and it's all stuff that has been geared towards lighter guys, but I didn't want that to be the case this year. I wanted to be the case where I wasn't just going to like win an event or something like that. I was going to be able to stay steady over the course, but, um, the the big the two big things I was working on was was clean and jerk snatch you know back squat deadlift all that because deadlift is just a big weakness for me I've broke my back in high school never really recovered from it a hundred percent I don't think uh, my back's strong but it's not um, I know Josh uh, Bridges had this um, this uh, like quote it was like if you don't have a strong posterior you're you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're just, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. So, and that's, that is the case at that, at the game. So in 2016, my rookie year, we have one rep max deadlift. So I'd end up PR in my deadlift by 20 pounds and absolutely like herniating disc in my back. And I was just, I was done for the, and it was event two of the, and 16 was pretty brutal year. You know, we had double DT and stuff like that. So um, it kind of put me out there. And then in 17, we didn't pull a heavy dead from the ground. I did really well in 17, had, had a big improvement there. And then 18, we pulled another heavy deadlift. Right, the total I, last year. Total. And I did the same thing. Let the crowd get, I, I told myself I was going to stop at a certain weight. The crowd got into it. Um, my buddy, Sean Sweeney, I wanted to outlift him because I don't know, just that's how I am. He went on 525, so I put on 530, and I pulled 530, and he goes up 535, and I think he ends up hitting 535. But either way, that's just the way it is. It's like you're at that level, but couldn't tie my shoes the rest of the weekend. So this year, I was made it a, made it a absolute um, just promise to myself to hey, I'm going to put on some weight to help with the recovery and muscle building. Try to try to just get stronger, and then I was going to be because where you know, I was a decent swimmer. I've swam for the last five years. So I'm not, I'm not a terrible swimmer or anything. I, I've gotten better each year on the swims. So I wanted to get really good at the swim this year. So, you know, that being said, I, I didn't get a chance to swim or clean, which is like my favorite lift in the whole world. Like I would have, I would, I wish I would have been at that last bar with Scott and Matt. Cause I could have, you think you're going to hit 380? Yeah. I, I mean, it, who knows at that point in the, right. you know, 315 could have felt like the house and I couldn't have, but, um, you know, my numbers are, are up there enough to where I could have given myself a shot at it. So I was bummed out, but again, I didn't earn the right to, to lift that weight at that point, you know, that, the hole in the ruck, like I would say the sprint, you know, was what I lost it on, but I lost it on the ruck, you know, getting that, least the least amount of points I, I beat six people you know out of the whole 50 so I took 44th in that that's a pretty big hole you know I've never finished a uh, an event almost or that terribly so but the one thing that I like going back the one thing that I've I had trouble with this year since I put on the, four, the 14 or 15 pounds was my running like I've always been a pretty decent runner especially under fatigue and so the ruck I was like cool you know but i live in texas also so like the heat is pretty bad and the intensities intensity that i bring like i've been running i well before the games i ran at about nine or ten o'clock at night just to let it like try to cool down a little bit but 
it was, you know, it is what it is. I struggled on the run. I knew I was, that was a weaker part of my training it, during this year, the, the swimming and the clean, the heavy lifting and the CrossFit was there, but a very, um, popular movement that being a run is, is something that, you know, it was, it, it was my responsibility to, to have. So I, I kind of feel like I failed on that. And that's why that's, that was the big hole. So to answer your question, what, what breaks you, me into the top 10 would be to kind of throw it all together. And I, I was, I was going to use myself as a, a two or three years to, to put on this weight and to feel comfortable in this weight, you know? So I got, finally got my gymnastics back where I really liked them that being like muscle ups and stuff. Cause muscle ups at one eighty five are a lot different yeah, than muscle ups right. at one seventy, man. And, um, so, you know, getting used to that and just kind of, I didn't even neglect running. I ran my butt off and it just, it came a little bit tougher. So I think another year of, you know, hitting that weakness and trying to rebuild that from the ground up is going to be, um, a, a big, a big thing for me in 2020. So so there's obviously a lot of controversy about the cuts and people were upset. And I think the challenging part with CrossFit is it may be a very different games next year. They may not do cuts, but one thing I was surprised with was the clear line of fitness between, you know, the people in the States and the people that have been around versus those people that won in their country mm-hmm. was was that surprising to you guys as games athletes, or did you know to expect that? You know, so for example, I judged the fittest in India on that rope climb event, and he yeah. didn't get off the rope. Okay. So he got two rope climbs. Yeah. So was that surprising to you guys, or did you know to expect that coming in? Um, I mean, I really wasn't thinking too much about the the national champions, honestly. Like, I met a whole lot of them, and they they seem like really good dudes, and um you know, I hope that it spreads to their, you know, country and community like crazy and they become contenders, you know, eventually at the CrossFit games. I think that's what it was obviously intended for, but, um, I really didn't think too much of it. I think about, you know, try to put myself, um, in the, the final heat. That's what I always think about during training and stuff. Like try to think about the final heat. I don't try to think about even with, um, there were some new, new, uh, new names that were like throwing up really crazy numbers this year in like the open. And I'm not like, you know, there was numerous and I just, I, it's so far out of your control that you don't, I don't know them. I don't, you know, I don't follow them on Instagram. I try not to follow anybody on Instagram really. Cause I think it, it kind of plays a number on me, but, um, I try not to let too much of that, that come in because there was always that, that doubt of, Hey, these national champions, like, what is that first workout going to be? So me saying that, like, what if it's a 5k run? Well, Ethiopians are really good at running. So what if that happens and, you know, something happens to me, it's a mass start, anything could happen. That was definitely on my mind, but that's something that is obviously out of my control. So I'm not going to try to focus and put too much of an emphasis on it, um, during training and, and even days leading up, especially the, the final two months leading up. It's, it's about getting mentally checked into your, your training. It's, it's about the nutrition. It's not about those um, outside things that could come in and kind of like affect you. So I, I try to try to step up the mental game a little bit more this year. So I didn't really, I didn't really think about that too much, but. Did you look at .com the night before and think to yourself, this is the workout? I had somebody send it to me. And you know, what's funny is we heard about that workout a week before the games. How did you guys hear about that? No idea. What do you I, mean? I, you heard? I heard about I heard about it from a friend of mine that heard about it from his friend and his friend. And I was like, and it wasn't that workout exactly, but it was four sets or four rounds, four hundred meter run, uh, two to three short rope climbs, so the chopped rope, right, right like regionals, and then four snatches at two twenty five. That's. Very funny because from what I heard, I don't know if it's true. Originally, it was four snatches at two twenty-five. Okay, so I mean, you gotta. There's a gotta, leak somewhere. There's a leak. There's a leak because I mean, I, it's not like I'm gonna practice that event. Like I'm not gonna see sit there and a week out go go try to see how you know how much fit I can get between here and there. So 
I thought it was going to be a good workout. If it was snatches four snatches at 225, I was like, wow, they're trying to make a an absolute statement with this with this first workout because I mean 150 guys, I bet 80 of them, 90 of them couldn't snatch 225. Well, yeah, and like I said, the guy I judged did two rope climbs and that was it. Oh yeah. I mean, and what was also interesting to see is you can see it in the physiques of both the men and women. You can yep. see that as soon as you saw them, you were like, they don't, they are not as fit. Yeah. So it was yeah. very interesting there. Yep. So with all of that being said, we have no idea what's coming in October. You have the, the Collins regimen, which yep. is meant to prepare people for the 2019 open. How do you do that? Having no idea what we're going to see. So with with the open that's usually been you know something i've been a lot stronger at than like regionals and stuff because i don't ever compete during the year number one because i'm very busy during the year i'm not a full-time athlete i'm not sponsored i don't do any of that um what are you just running your box i i own it own my gym yeah that's it crossfit rejoice right crossfit rejoice and uh you know with the regimen it works out really great because um i basically they follow a week behind of what i'm doing so i think I have this, I had this thing said, um, I took pictures throughout the years of my like placements. And I think the first year I did the open, I was like, I think it was like 1100th worldwide. And then the next year I was, um, 140th worldwide. And the next year was the front, the first year I, um, I, I made it in the one forties cause I was 11th or something like that in my regional South central. And then um, the next year was like 25th and then I got eighth last year and then I got like 22nd this year or something like that. So the open's been really something that I've looked forward to and I put a lot of thought and stuff into because I don't have these competitions to go out and do. So I really have tried to focus on the open like this year. If I wouldn't have met qualified through the open, like I did not a guarantee that I'm going to have the the resources and the financial backing to go sit there and travel to, um, Dubai, Dubai, like there's just no way. And I know they did pay out or something like that, but, um, I just didn't know enough about it at that time. But I think this year I'm going to take that approach and I'm going to go around some competitions and get a little bit more, um, serious with that. I've actually had, um, some really good support and help from my, from my gym. So it's, you know, it's tough when you, I don't like to just, you know, throw anybody in the mix when it comes to taking my gym over. I like to, you know, have people within the community that have proved are proven and to me and to the gym members and stuff like that. Cause they, they need that. But, um, anyway, the Collins regimen, they always follow a week behind of what I do every day. So each day I've, I've had a coach before, never really, I, I enjoyed it. Um, just the fact that I didn't have to think about too much, but, um, I like the day-to-day stuff because, I go strictly off how I feel day to day. So I don't go off this template of, Hey, you got to hit this, 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 and this. And, and I'm like smoked, like my forearms are just smoked or something like that. I try to make, um, each day. Um, I try to just capitalize on how I'm feeling with each movement. That way I can bring, you know, bring the heat for each session that I have. So, um, we've had a, we had a really good turnout for the regimen the regimen was my training up to the games. Now we'll do a regimen open prep that starts, um, next week, next Monday, the 19th of August. So I think that's next Monday. Yeah. But, and that's going to be pretty much, we got like 50 or 55 days to that point. And we'll do, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of conditioning. Our lungs are going to be bleeding and, um, we're going to be lifting some weight under fatigue because that's the way it should be done. You know what I mean? There's no better person to, to follow then as someone who's done, I mean, that's consistency in the open. That's pretty good. So Thank you. Play, you can check that. I mean, all of that's on your Instagram, Logan Collins three. Yep. And, and for the record, you're in Wiley, Texas. Wiley, Texas. Yeah. Where's that's, that about, that's about 20 miles Northeast or I think it's 20 miles, 20 miles Northeast of uh, Dallas. So maybe if, Hey, maybe someone is listening. We get a lot of coaches that wants to relocate to Wiley, Texas. There you go. I don't know what, you know, Dallas is a great area. So it's, it's growing out here. It's growing out here. It's not, it used to be, uh, you know, cornfields and, you know, not a whole lot of people, but now it's about, you know, it's getting pretty, uh, pretty popular. 
Hey, so. Cookville seems to be becoming like the old Venice Beach, you know, of CrossFit. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Wiley, Texas can be can be next. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But you know, so a couple more interesting points. So that's interesting that I mean, you see the game, people think these games athletes are just crushing it with sponsors and flying all over. I mean, you've had three years in a row a top 20 finish. Yep. I mean, and right outside, I mean, you are truly one of the fittest human beings on this planet. But you're, you know, you still have to, you know, you own your box, you go to the gym every day and you're so unique in the fact that you train by yourself. So how, what makes you stand out? How are, it's very impressive to, to someone like me that understands the sport, that understands I've owned three affiliates, that type of time. How do you do it? Uh, well, I have really good support. Hey, you by know, the way, your mom, wife. did you, did I tell you that your mom messaged me on Instagram? Oh, I, I, I bet she did. What'd she, what'd she say? <laughs> she, she reached out and she said, you took pictures of my son. Can I have them? I will pay you for them. And I was like, what is she talking about? And then I realized she, th- cause I posted that video, that guy that made a goofy video of me judging you. Yeah. And, um, I think she thought I was the photographer, not the judge. Oh my. So I was like, unfortunately I was the judge, but I'm sure there'll be pictures out there of him. Don't worry. That's so funny. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, she's really great. And, um, she is more stressed than I am by a hundred percent at the CrossFit games. Yeah. My brief look at her Instagram, I can fully understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think just, um, you know, ability to stay consistent. I, I try to um, try to balance the whole, you know, and a lot of people think that, you know, running, owning a CrossFit affiliate, you're like, you're just spending time at the gym like crazy. And and that's the case, but it's, it's, it's a, I try to distinguish the business from my personal um, like competitions and training and stuff. Like, you know, I don't train during class times. I don't, I, I, I keep that very separate. It's it's about the business when it when it becomes four thirty, which is the, the afternoon class, and the, or at five a.m. You know, so um, that's pr- that's a pretty tough thing to to kind of pull back through because I spend a lot of I just a lot of time at the gym, and it's about trying to pour back and try to give back and try to educate and coach and stuff. But um, when it comes to training time, that's kind of the part that I like about training by myself is I don't have to really wait on anybody. It's when I have the time to do it. I, I started in my, my, actually my dad's barn in 2013, hung some rings up in the rafters. And, you know, I watched the rich froning documentaries and the, uh, day in the lives, you know, I was, I'm not an OG by any means, but I am definitely, uh, just a fan of it. But I saw that thought it looked really cool. And, did what I had. I had like, you know, I didn't even have a job at the time. I don't think I was going to school, but I, uh, hung some rings in the rafters and just started kind of building from that. And I ended up building a little gym in the barn, had some people come out and then I ended up getting, um, my first coaching job in, in Wiley downtown at a gym. And I branched off from that gym, opened my own and it's been really great. We opened in 2015 and, um, it's been pretty awesome, but I don't know what, what distinguishes me or makes me like special. I'm definitely not, you know, the best or anything, but um, I think with what we got, with what I have and stuff, I try to maximize the time that I spend in the gym and trying to surround myself with, with good people. So. Well, you might not be the best, but you're definitely one of them and you've proved it the last few years for sure. And I highly recommend people check you out and check out your programming because next Thank year you. when you're out there, I will, I will definitely be ready and, and know who I'm about to judge. Yep. And bring some pickle juice with you in case <laughs> I cramp up again. <laughs> I just remember thinking on that pistol. I don't remember if I said it or thought it. I was like, get one on your good leg. You did. You did say it. Yeah. And I, and it was funny because when it happened, it was, my calf was not even feel it. Right. So, and then when I jumped up for the pull up, that's when it grabbed. So I like went up and like, yeah. I'm like, what do you do on a, a when you're kipping you know, pull ups, you point your toes, right? You point your toes, you try to keep everything a little bit tighter. I couldn't point my toes. And I was like, Oh no. And I thought you freaking grabbed me. 
and or something, somebody grabbed me. That's what it felt like. Somebody grabbed the back of my leg and I looked down and I, obviously it's not, you didn't grab my leg, right? I know that, but that's what it felt like. Somebody just reached down and grabbed and I looked and I had that, that picture that's on there that like split in my thing or my uh, calf was moving side to side. And I was like, Oh, my stuff is broken. I thought my leg was like, I thought you tore your Achilles. That's what went through my head. Because you jumped. It was when you jumped. And I was like, he must have just worn it out. He jumped and it popped. Yeah. And um, and then I hear the I remember the announcer going something like, he's going strict. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that didn't last too long. But it was cool because, you know, the whole push to dot com the last year has been those strict movements. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I've been, you know, with with how I started in my dad's barn, I never could kick pull ups. So I always did strict pull-ups on the rings that I had. And then in 2014, there was a chest-to-bar overhead squat workout. Right? Remember that one, 14-2? Yeah. It was the ladder. Well, they ended up we're obviously repeating it the, the year after, but I ended up having to do all my pull-ups strict on, on that one just because I didn't know how to kip yet. And that was 14. And then in 15 or 16, they redid it. And I finally was – I learned how to kip. But, yeah, talk about just – Strict has been something that I've, I think, or I'm glad that they started putting them in CrossFit because, you know, CrossFit gets a lot of slack for kipping pull-ups. But, you know, we, we got on a, a tear there in the off season. We do literally a hundred strict pull-ups every day as long as we possibly can. And we do it for time. So like I've done it, I've done a hundred strict pull-ups a day. And it's obviously not like it has times of the year where you want to do it and stuff, but um, for accessory work, I'm not sitting there doing like single arm high pulls at this tempo. That's 51 to one. And then, you know, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do stuff that is going to transfer into actual movement more than all I, those things have their place. I know, but I'd rather do strict pull-ups because people can't do strict pull-ups at all. And mm-hmm. so we do, we do them for time and stuff. So we try to set a five minute clock and try to get a hundred strict pull-ups under five minutes. Well, that's and, faster than most can do butterfly or kipping. So yeah, so, so impressive. Uh, yeah, and your, that's your strict pull-ups. Thinking back, were actually faster than your butterfly. Or the, I think it was because the crowd started getting all crazy, yeah. and I heard that, and man, it was like a jolt. Well, and I remember when you came out and you kicked up for the first time and went strict. I was like, okay, we're doing this. It made my uh, job a lot easier. Yeah, you know, because I had Brooke Wells first in the girls, and as soon as you pull Brooks card, everyone's on you. Like you got to keep an eye on her on the handstand. Yeah. Oh, so I knew. All do, does all the athletes have like player cards that have like, this guy sucks at this. No. but <laughs> And I think, you know, I love the games and I love watching you guys compete, but I don't follow a whole lot. So sure. I don't know as, as much about some of these guys, all of you guys as, as the rest, but there are people that stand out, you know, back, I always watch the open announcements. So yep. we all saw her open announcement two mm-hmm. years ago where, where she did that. So it's, and, and in fairness to Brooke, who I don't know very well, she was perfectly acceptable on those. So she's yep. clearly been working on them. Good. Yeah. So cool, Logan. Well, it's been really cool to uh, to catch up while you're not working out and while you're not cramping. Yeah. So I, <laughs> appreciate I, I, you having me on, man. Yeah, it's appreciate it. And definitely go check out Logan's regimen and Logan Collins. And if you want to relocate to Wiley, maybe uh, maybe I'll give Logan the opportunity to compete at a few more sanctionals. There we go. <laughs> Did you pick up any sponsors this year, sir? Did you pick up any sponsors? I have. So I got. I have a buddy um, um, or buddies that live out about twenty minutes from me that opened up a supplement company, True Labs, T R U L A B S, and it's pretty much they do a. Um, it's no, it's not like, you know, C4 or anything like that, where they have like, you're running to the bathroom after every time you drink it. It's more like all natural stuff. You basically cycle your body on and off each ingredient and stuff. So your body never develops a tolerance for it. Um, so you got like, um, it's A, B, C, E, D, and they're all different flavors and stuff like that. They got pre-workout, they got sleep energy. They've helped me out a lot this year. And, um, and like I said, there's some good old boys from McKinney, Texas, and, um, you know, they started this company this year. So and they're, they are legit. Yeah, absolutely. True labs. We'll definitely check them out. And, yep. um, 
Once again, thank you very much for coming on. All right, man. Jason, nice uh, talking to you, buddy. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And just so you guys know, it is bonus week. We're going to be bringing you an episode every day, Monday through Friday this week. And we've got some great, great interviews and episodes coming your way. Check out besthouroftheirday.com if you haven't already. And you can find us on social media at Best Hour of Their Day or email us, Best Hour of Their Day at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.